0: Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's podcast. Down, Tiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Rondé Barber. Barber, Barber, go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's tenth of the season. And featuring Ron Crock.
1: A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted, Ron Day Barber. To the pylon, touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com.
0: Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here.
1: Hey, let's dominate today.
0: The Barber twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller,
1: Ron Crook. Gearing up for week number four in the NFL, this is betting with the Barbers-powered by SuperBook Sports, I'm Ron Cruck, joined of course by the dynamic duo, former New York Giant Tiki Barber and former Tampa Bay Buck Rondé Barber. Guys, I hope you both are doing well and better than the five teams who have yet to win a game: Jacksonville, <laughs> Detroit, Indy, and sorry, Tiki, uh, both those New York. <laughs> Why you got to bring that up, Ron? I mean, we've gotten close, like very
2: close. Ron's well, rubbing it in because his Broncos are 3 0. So, I mean, just,
1: that's 100% right. Although, 100%. I, I'm a little uh, nervous because it's still really early in the season. But, you know, guys, the numbers don't lie. Check it out. Since 1980, the number of teams that started 0 3 only are around 3% of actually making the playoffs. And the 92 San Diego Chargers, still the only team to make the playoffs after starting. 0-4. Oh, they actually went on to win the West and win a playoff game, but you know, guys, it's a deep hole to get out of if you start this NFL season 0-4. Well, yeah, if you, you start
2: right. 0-3 or 0-4, the only way you're getting out of that, and just from my experience, from what I remember, is if the rest of your division sucks, and I don't see many of those divisions <laughs> in the NFL this year. The ones, that, the teams that are in their basement are deep in the basement, and they're not coming out of this 0-3 hole, it, just in my opinion.
3: All I got to say Ron is that you've beaten as a Denver Broncos fan the Jets,
1: the Jaguars, <laughs> and the Jets. i add, add up all their wins. I want oh. zero. Good point. Yeah, there's no there's no uh celebration going on. yet. I mean, hey, listen, you have got to enjoy it when it's been so long, but yeah, this will be a big test this week. Hey, before we look ahead, just quickly, let's look back at next week at one take from both of you guys. Again, for me, the dogs are barking, uh, going nine and seven against the spread, and seven yeah. of those underdogs last week, guys, one outright, so if you're taking an underdog on the money line. You are making some money. Give us uh, some of your takeaways quickly on week number three.
3: Yeah. The biggest one for me was the Chargers beating the Chiefs and they were a six and a half point dog, I believe. And they right. ended up obviously covering and they won the game. Uh, the one thing that, that, that I don't know, troubled me a little bit was how Patrick Mahomes has turned into this Very risk-taking quarterback. Now, we know that really good quarterbacks do that from time to time, but when games are tight like they have been recently for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's costing him wins as opposed to helping facilitate wins. So that's just something to keep an eye on, whether he becomes more conservative. I would say to that comment, Tiki, that he's always been that way.
2: Just go look at the film. The, the difference is that his, his guys on offense have been making plays for him over the past couple of years. He's, I mean, think about how many off-schedule throws across his body that you know every other quarterback or quarterback guru in the world would be like, don't ever do that. And yet he's been doing it his entire career. He's just been getting away getting away with it. I think now it's just catching up with them. And it to my point or my point for the for last week's games, this is a bad and I mean a terrible season to be a rookie quarterback. They are oh, one in ten gosh. right now. <laughs> and the yeah. only win is Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. So this is this is not a good year to be a rookie quarterback. My two other observations, bravo to the teams hosting the Super Bowl. Both LA teams, the Chargers and the Rams, take down both Super Bowl participants from a year ago. That, that's that's pretty big. And they were both dogs as as we went into the game last week. So this was uh this is a heck of a heck of a week three in the NFL. I think week four is gonna be even better. And by the way, If the Seahawks and the Bucks are going to make a run like everybody expects them to, they got to learn to play some defense, dude. It's bad.
1: Very true. Well, that has taken us to week number four here in the NFL season. And before you make your wagers – Make sure you get the latest odds from Superbook.com. Do your prep. Get in the game by downloading the Superbook app for the latest lines and special betting promotions this week. we got a great one. You can win a $50 voucher when you make a wager of $100 on the spread or the point total in any NFL game. And if a safety is scored in any game, you win a $50 voucher. Make sure to follow us too on social media at Superbook Sports. All right, guys, not sure if you heard about this, but some guy named Tom Brady apparently (laughs) is going home to face his old team back east in New England this week. Uh, Maybe the most anticipated non-Super Bowl game ever. Brady's first game back against the Patriots. Probably going to get some media attention this week, fellas. <laughs> uh, the Patriots are not getting the Bucs at a good time. The Buccaneers lost last week for the first time since November 2020 to the Rams. Tampa 2-1, and one, as as Rondé pointed out, owns the league's uh, uh, top-scoring offense, but a their their pass defense is real bad right now. And the Patriots coming at 1-2, coming off a loss – At home to the Saints, where rookie Mac Jones threw three interceptions, including a pick six. For the first time, the Patriots are underdogs. Tampa opened as a minus five and a half point favorite on the road. The current line, guys, according to Superbook.com, is Tampa Bay minus six and a half. The over under 49 points. No one knows your old team better than you. So, Rondé, take it away, my man. Well, if they can play some defense, they'll they'll win some games. But if you're if you're a betting man,
2: take the over. The Bucks are the highest scoring team in the NFL and their defense I think is giving up the third most points in the NFL. So the over the over it could probably be 65. And they're still going to cover it. That's just the way this team works. But I look at this game and I say Tampa is looking for redemption. Yeah, I know they missed some guys last week. Antonio Brown, whatnot. Gronk got hit pretty hard in the game, but he came back in and played. The problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is not on that side of the ball, though. They cannot play defense. They signed Richard Sherman this week. I don't know if he'll play. He probably won't play uh, this week. Uh, but they they have to shore it up on defense. They are last. I think in the league with three sacks, maybe you bottom of the league, maybe not last bottom of the league with three sacks at a position where they've been most dominant the past couple of years. JPP didn't play last week. I don't think he's playing this week. So it's rookie Joe Tryon on who started, he had some good pressures, but did nothing. So I say all that, And I think that the New England Patriots still don't have enough on offense to beat them. They're a low scoring team. Mac Jones, you can say what you want to. He's the only rookie with a winning, uh, with a win, with a win this season, but it's still not enough. I, if I were a betting guy, I'd take the, I'd take the points here. I think, I think Tom Brady goes home. He's comfortable there. He'll, probably get a warm reception. I know he's not expecting that, but I guarantee you people in New England still love Tom Brady, even though he went out and, and, and won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Uh, like if, if, if Mac Jones is going to have to throw the ball 51 times like he did last week, there is no chance that they're covering anything.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, this is probably uh, one of those it's easy to pick simply because Tom Brady has a flair for the important. So whenever there is a game that has meaning to it, uh, he always rises to the occasion. And I know their run game, talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, isn't elite by any stretch of the imagination. What run game? Exactly. (laughs) It's actually non-existent, but we have so so much talent. In the pass game, and Tom Brady is currently 68 yards from making history and passing Drew Brees at eight thousand eighty thousand three hundred and fifty-eight yards. So yeah. are 59. You know that he's going to be focused on that. And the fans and the media and everybody around it is going to be focused on him becoming the all-time leading passer in the history of the NFL. And so that's going to happen early, and it's going to happen often as this team puts up a ton of points against a, a decent. Uh, New England Patriots defense they they're getting after it a little bit but when you have as many weapons as the Bucs do it's easy to see why six and a half is covered yeah and I think to your point Tiki uh, and I meant
2: to mention this the only way to beat Tom Brady or even way to to make him uncomfortable is put pressure on him now New England has what I think nine sacks it's it's, something yeah top 10 in in the league they have some takeaways if it's going to be close at all it's going to be because of New England's defense I do agree
3: with you there
1: yeah. And somehow Belichick will, will figure something out, but uh, you know, to me too, I, I'm, I went back and forth guys, you know, uh, it, I just feel that nobody knows Brady better. And if he can do it somehow Belichick will keep it close, but then I'm thinking about just all the weapons. And I, I think uh, I, I'm with you. I think we go across the board on this one. I think the bucks cover, but uh, one thing I do know, this is, Probably, I mean, this is without a doubt, must see TV. I mean, the biggest oh, breakup yeah. in NFL history. How about Brady's dad? You know, saying the seven-time <laughs> Super Bowl champs, his son got dumped in this relationship, and and probably the greatest promo ever, Adele singing about the Brady that was pretty good. I mean that was pretty again, good. Ain't better than that.
2: <laughs> that was pretty good
1: the NFL knows how to hype games. They did a good 100%. job. 100%. Hey, some <laughs> quick odds coming in from superbook.com. The Bucks are tied with the Chiefs at 6 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Patriots 60 to 1. Even though the Chiefs are one and two, they're still 6 to 1. Uh, so interesting odds there. Uh, make sure to stay on top of all the line movement at superbook. Dot com for the latest lines, point totals, and promotions. All right, let's move on now to a huge game for the lead in arguably the best division in the NFL as the undefeated Arizona Cardinals travel to L.A. to take on the 3-0 Rams. Arizona coming off an easy win over Jacksonville last week, and the Rams need to avoid a letdown after they scored that big victory over the Super Bowl champion Bucks. Guys, uh, Los Angeles opened up as a 5.5-point favorite, and the Rams went up to being 6 It's now, according to superbook.com, the Rams – are a, a minus four and a half point favorite, money coming into the Cardinals. A lot of line movement in this uh, game, Tiki. Break down yeah. this matchup for us. Yeah, this one is interesting because as much as, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting
3: as it is to look at the players in this game and what they have done and what they will continue to do, this is more about the coaches From me. Sean McVay versus Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned that the Arizona Cardinals had an easy win easy win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was... But it was in doubt early, especially after he tried a 68-yard field goal that got returned for a touchdown, sure. and the Jaguars were sitting atop them. Uh, now, obviously, Kyler Murray is a MVP candidate this year. He's been fantastic. So he's really been fantastic his whole career, save for when he's been injured. And so I like what Arizona is doing. I like the Christian Kirks of the world, and I, and I like uh, the fact that they have uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the ability to be versatile in this offensive attack and score points. But – The Rams have been special this year, and Matthew Stafford under McVay's tutelage has been exceptional. Cooper Cup has been great, and their defense, led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, can be elite, take the ball away. Mm -hmm. I think this game is going to be very, very interesting and tight, but I'm going to take the Rams covering the four and a half, uh, because at some point, they're going to open up, and the Cardinals might get desperate and do some stupid things like we saw last weekend.
2: I'm disagreeing with you, and only because I have grown to love Kyler Murray. the way that he mm. plays game, you mentioned his weapons, you forgot to mention A.J. Green, uh, who had a kind of a breakout game, his first one, first really good game uh, for Cliff Kingsbury's offense. They are number one in the league in points tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this, I think, to me, this, this could be the game that I was expecting last week. With Tampa and, and the Rams. It's gonna, it's gonna be close. I was surprised that this line even got to four and a half uh at this point. I and I, I don't know. It, it, it may move. Now the Rams are what they are. I just watched every single snap of that game because they they played my Bucks and they do look dominant. They may, may have the two best defenders in the NFL. 99, of course, and then Jalen Ramsey playing all over the field in Raheem Morris's defense is a monster. And if you put the film on, he is a absolute monster. And I think if there's anybody that can take care of this explosive offense of the Cardinals, it's these guys. Now, to me, this is a shootout. I don't know if I'd, I'd bet this line. It's big to me. I think it's going to be whoever. had This is the type of game whoever has the, uh, this. This would be fun. But this is a validation game, as I look at it, for the Los Angeles Rams. They just beat the Super Bowl champion at home. Now they have to take on the arguably the, the hottest team in their division, in, in the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it's, it's, this is must-watch TV.
1: Yeah, we have some great games, no doubt about it, this week. Uh, key staff for me, guys: Cardinals looking to snap an eight-game uh, losing streak against the Rams. In a team that has traditionally kind of given Kyler Murray some issues, I don't love this game either. I think I would stay away from it. But uh, I think if I had to pick it, the trend continues. I think the Rams cover a uh, couple of odds coming in. The Rams, too, are six to one odds to win the Super Bowl, according to superbook.com. And the Cardinals come in. Man, a little flyer on this, guys 30 to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Oh, about right. Wow. I think right.
3: I bet. Yeah, that's the one to take, man, now before it gets smaller.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Make sure you like, check out Superbook.com for the latest future odds. All right. We keep things rolling here on Betting with the Barbers and Monday Night Football. Another huge divisional matchup in You know, maybe arguably the second toughest division of football, the AFC West, as the surprising Raiders put their spotless record on the line when they meet the L.A. Chargers in a home game for the Chargers. That will probably be filled with Raider fans. The (laughs) line, guys. Hasn't moved in this one since it opened up. The Chargers three and a half point favorites and the point total sits at 52 and a half. Uh, your thoughts on the Monday night matchup, Rondé?
2: I say that the Chargers are three and a half only because they're playing at home and they just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I- Do I trust them? Yes. They have some good players on defense. I think uh, Justin Herbert may be the next coming of one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. Mike Williams is off to a great start already. He's got four touchdowns. That's, That's without even talking about Keenan Allen, who's yet to really hit his stride yet. I think they're a dangerous team. That being said, Derek Carr looks like an MVP, unlike he's ever looked. Even the year that he got hurt, where they went into the playoffs, he looks better than that Derek Carr. He has maybe the best receiving tight end, no disrespect to Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller also on our fantasy team. Um, and, and that's not to mention you know the speed outside Henry Ruggs, et cetera, et cetera. And th- this is where this is where I've been so impressed with with the Raiders offense. Derek Carr. he's got touchdowns to six different receivers this year. So he's moving the ball. he's not relying on the, just one player. And you add in this kid uh, named uh, Peyton Barber. anybody? <laughs>
1: 111 Again. yards last
2: week they He's actually showed some balance yes they showed some balance and versatility on offense i think they can go on the road and control this game this is the type of game that john gruden uh the john gruden that i know anyways loves to play in these situations And i think they go in and cover this this is one of the great great matchups you said it ron there's some good games this weekend this is one of the great matchups
3: of the weekend yeah, yeah Derek Carr is averaging 400 yards a game. It's only three games, so it's a small sample, but he's averaging 400 yards a game. It's because of all those weapons. Darren Waller, who I thought would have one of these elite seasons, is kind of, he's a leaving receiver, but he's kind of a second thought for Derek Carr because Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, third and Renfro, they're calling it, or second and Renfro or first and Renfro, just get that. Did get you the see ball his route go. for a touchdown last week? Yeah, David. I'm telling you. Yes, my God, (laughs) the the kid is special, and you know, out of coming out of Clemson, nobody knew that he was going to be an elite player. They knew he'd be a good player in the NFL, but not an elite player. And that's what he's becoming. And you mentioned Peyton Barber; Uh, he's only playing because Josh Jacobs, who's great, is hurt. And they haven't missed beat. So That tells you a lot about the construction of this offense and this offensive line. And maybe, just maybe, uh, John Gruden has started to figure this thing out after all of the hate and doubt that has come his way. Uh, on the other side of this game, though, I, I like what the Chargers are building. I like that Brandon Staley looks at his quarterback, Justin Herbert, and calls him Doing says he's doing gangster things. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right, your white guy talking about a white quarterback. He's not doing gangster things. What are you talking about? It's me saying that that doesn't but, work. But, but that's how he feels about him, and I think that speaks to the leadership of Justin Herbert. And he's done nothing but um, surprise us. From the very first start a year ago when Terod Taylor got his lung punctured and he had to step in, he was making throws. You never saw him make uh, when he was at Oregon, yet he comes into the NFL and it's like he owns it. I think the same thing happens against a very good, even uh, undefeated Raiders team. And I think they cover this one. I think the, the, the Los uh, Angeles Chargers at home. Uh, getting three and a half points are a team that I look at and say they'll find a way to win this game because they found ways to be successful despite some of the obstacles they face over the last couple of years.
1: And T, just to clarify, uh, Chargers giving uh, three, uh I mean, they're laying three and a half points, yep, yep, for this one. But you know, this is going to be, uh, I, I think, in old AFC West shootout. I mean, like Dan Fouts versus Jim Plunkett. Suddenly we got the new generation of gunslingers, Derek Carr and Justin Herbert. Um, And and you guys mentioned it. I mean, Carr is playing exceptional right now. And so is Herbert. I like, uh, I think there's going to be back and forth game, but I think the Chargers build off of uh, their win over Kansas City. I'm going to take I always want to say San Diego because I'm an old NFC <laughs> West guy, but I'd take the L.A. Chargers to cover against They the should. Raiders. They should still be there. Well, maybe – I mean, you guys, you've played in that stadium, right, in San yep. Diego? I mean, that was probably one of the biggest pieces of junk of all time, wasn't it?
3: Especially when the baseball was, field but was it, it's, on
2: but it. It is, however, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl winning stadium, so –
1: Good. Very boy. good, a Denver Bronco one too. So we got. <laughs> I had a lot to do with that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, odds uh, on the futures of the AFC West from SuperBook.com to win the AFC West. Kansas City still favorite minus one twenty. Denver's up to a seven to two odds to win the division. That blows my mind. The Chargers nine to two, and the Raiders come in at plus uh 675. All right. Here we go. Let's get to uh the Barber Brothers Games of the Week brought to you by Superbook Sports. Of course, Tiki will throw it your way. Who do you
3: like this week? What's your game of the week? This is a divisional rivalry in the NFC West, which is so interesting to me. The Seattle Seahawks going to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are laying two and a half. So they're, they're, they're minus two and a half in this game. And I've thought about this so many times and gone back and forth. And ultimately, I think some of the injuries that are starting to pile up for the San Francisco 49ers are going to keep are going to push me towards the Seahawks. And, and let me explain. So we know that Raheem Mostert was banged up. They're starting running back. He's out for the season with, the, or maybe at least eight weeks with that knee injury. Elijah Mitchell filled in. He was fantastic. Now he's out with a shoulder injury. Trey Sherman got a concussion. He's the rookie from Ohio State. Uh, I think he'll play, but you never know. Their their offense has been very odd. Like We've seen them do some really good things this season. Yeah. So Detroit Lions, they win. Philadelphia Eagles, they play kind of mm, yeah, on the road against yeah. Philly. They find a way to, to come back against the Green Bay Packers, but then they end up losing it at the end because they give Aaron Rodgers too much time. Uh, Eric Armstead is beat up on the defensive side of the ball, and only really the impact player is Nick Bosa. Uh, Offensively, though, for the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson has been sublime. He has not thrown an interception this year. He's got almost a thousand yards passing. He's nine, uh, seven touchdowns uh, on the season. His ten point four yards per attempt. So he's pushing the ball downfield to Tyler Lockett and and DK Metcalf. And I feel like this Seattle team. For the first time, is one and two in a in a in a lot of years. This is a desperation game. I know it's early; it's only four weeks into the season, but it's a desperation game. I think Pete Carroll and this defense, even though they haven't played well, find a way to stick, uh, hold on, and win this game. And so, certainly, they'll cover with plus two.
1: All right, so you keep
3: yeah. going with Seattle.
2: I don't uh, disagree and- with you at all. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good call, Tiki. Three, three and a half, three. uh, Was it three? The line uh, for San Francisco. Look, I don't trust San Francisco. I'll put down some notes just on just in case this game popped up. I was like, I I just don't trust San Francisco, and I know what Russell Wilson is going to do. So I think you're bang on, Tiki.
1: Yeah, and the Seahawks are a betting underdog for the first time this season. That's a big factor, and have lost those back-to-back games, like you said. Maybe desperation time in Seattle. All right, oh, Rondé, what's your game of the week?
2: Well, last point to that. This is a dog type season.
1: I'll <laughs> well say, my man. Yep. Uh,
2: my my game of the game of the week: Carolina at Dallas. And there's only one reason because we know what Dallas is. We've seen them on prime time a lot, right? The question, are the Carolina Panthers the class of the NFC South? They're the only undefeated team, and we's about to find out who they really are, especially without Christian McCaffrey, because Sam Darnold has been great. I'd say not spectacular. He's had a good season, but Matt Rule and Joe Brady have been legit with the play calling here. But the only guy... Other than Christian McCaffrey making any plays on offense is DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who came into this into this season is this explosive big threat. He was a guy that was going to help Sam Darnold turn into this next generation quarterback. He's got five catches, so you you eliminate Christian McCaffrey who is doing all the work as he's always done, doing all the work, and I don't know how they make up for it. I love Carolina's D. They lead, they're leading the league in sacks. They have a bunch of playmakers. Um, Guys from last season, uh uh they um um Brian Burns turn mm-hmm. into a great pass rusher. They go out and get Hassan Rick from uh from Arizona. Arizona. He's, yeah. yeah, he's four and a half sacks. You know, this team is 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 getting after the quarterback, but Dak Prescott has shown me that he is everything that they expect him to be. This it was Zeke's turn last week to to be the star in the running game. And it, I don't I don't think I knew this, Tiki. Tavon Diggs and Stephon Diggs are brothers. I did not know that, and I am in love with Tavon Diggs. Yeah. I am in love with the way that he played.
3: It is, uh, not, a, it last is not a surprise week. that he can snatch footballs out of the air. <laughs> <field. laughs> unbelievable! Pick already in the way yes. he last week when against the Eagles, when uh, yes, that, exactly, it, it was unbelievable. It, just, it was like yeah. he was the wide receiver. So yeah. I like I, I as much as Carolina is.
2: A class, 3-0 in the class three and zero NFC South. They got to cover four and a half against Dallas on the road. I just don't see it happening. Uh, th- this is, I think, this is going to be a game that's going to define both of these team seasons. But Dallas, they've shown it. They almost beat the Bucks in Week One. Other than that, they've been cruising. I expect them to cruise in this game as well.
1: Very good. Yeah, the Cowboy offense seemed to come to life against the Eagles last week, and but Carolina is three and zero and three and zero against the spread and they have already won outright once as an underdog. All right, guys, quickly, I my game of the week, uh, I think the Packer offense is looking like what we expected after their first week debacle, and the Steelers, who upset the Bills in that first week of the season, they're going the opposite direction. I think the Steelers are struggling to run the ball. I mean, Big Ben's being forced to throw about 200 times a game, and uh, that's Never a good thing. Uh, and not well. <laughs> and, and not well. Well said. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Packers to cover. They come into this uh, game at minus six and a half. All right. This is exciting. Get ready. I don't have a drum roll, but it's time now for a new segment on betting with the barbers and opening the production wallet and sparing no expenses, <laughs> guys. I give you a bucket of bets. Just let it sink in.
2: Oh, that's I beautiful, Ron. Here it's we $6. go. $6 job. You can get those at Target.
1: I'm opening the bucket of bets, and we got three games in here, guys. I just want rapid fire on this one. Your take on these three of bets, according to Superbook.com. All right, number one, Baltimore. Getting oh. one at Denver. Your take.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me Baltimore uh, on the road. Baltimore has been a little bit uh, up and down this year. Lamar Jackson has, you know, he, he's improved throwing the ball downfield. But when you get Hollywood Brown dropping passes like he did last year, it makes games last week. It makes games against the Lions close. I think they correct that. I think their defense gets right. And Denver, despite being 3-0, and sorry, they're going to take an L. I I agree. It's, this is what it is. Denver <laughs> – I don't trust you. <laughs>
2: period. period. <laughs> now, if they go and win this week, then I'll I'll maybe re- reevaluate them going forward. But I'm with you. The Baltimore Ravens find ways to win football games. Lamar Jackson is dynamic. I don't care how good Denver's defense. That guy is just – he's impossible to stop. When when he wants to get going, and I, I expect them to go on the road and
1: win. And Denver could be without seven starters that start yep. at the beginning of the year. That's a big problem. They're going to have to contain – Uh uh, Lamar and uh yeah it's gonna be this is their test again. We mentioned that they are three and oh against teams that are total of 0 and 9. All right, going back in the bucket of bets. The New York Giants guys uh at New Orleans.
3: Yeah, Uh, so it's been a long time since the Giants have won down there. Uh I think 05 is my last season. Uh, but I think, I think. They're going to cover this, it's just just in my gut. It's it, they're getting eight points here. New Orleans, as good as they have been, have also been bad. That probably to take Ronde's statement, I don't trust them. James is yeah. in a stone for under 150 yards three times now. Defensively, they've been really, really good, uh, and they're number one, I think, in takeaways, however. The Giants have actually been pretty good at not giving the ball away, and in fact, they keep themselves in games, and they're losing at the end. They just haven't figured out how to win yet. Uh, and so, taking or extrapolating from the first couple of weeks, both of these teams, I think I think the Saints may win, but I think the Giants are going to keep it close enough to cover the eight. Well, Tiki, this is one of those games. It's good versus good. Giants offense
2: versus Saints defense in bad versus bad. (laughs) Jay (laughs) McQuiston offense. Although we don't know what Alvin Kamara could do. He could, you know, he could turn it on versus what I think is a, a, pretty average to bad Giants defense. I think I too think that they're going to cover this eight points on the road. I just don't see that new Orleans saints are good enough to run away from um, this Giants team. That's actually playing pretty decent on the offensive side of ball and giving themselves a, a chance to score some points every single week. I, I think this is closer than eight points.
1: And our final bet from the old bucket. o' oh, bets, Kansas city three to one odds to win the AFC, the entire AFC Mm. Uh, three, despite being one and two, they are still three to one odds to win the AFC championship guys, your thoughts. Wow. I mean, they're tied for the second worst record in the AFC. I know that's only
3: three (laughs) games. So it's context here, Uh, but you know, their division is tough forget the afc i mean buffalo bills seem like they're finally uh right right now cleveland's playing well uh, also but to me and uh it's really their division is going to make it tough for them to win the afc because how good the las vegas raiders are i know you know i picked the charges over them at least on the spread this weekend but Derek Carr is playing unbelievable, and it doesn't seem like he's going to take any steps, you know, towards the other way uh, at the beginning of this season. Uh, Defensively, I think they'll figure some things out. I mean, the Chargers are still in their division also. I mean, forget the West. They got to get out of their division. So three to one odds seems, I I mean, it seems like it's, it's, it's picking them to win it. I don't know if that's necessarily correct.
0: Yeah.
2: I would like to see the odds of all the other teams, because like you said, if, if the if the Las Vegas Raiders win this week against the Chargers, and I think they, they have the capability of doing that, and Kansas City wins this week, then it's game on in the West, right? Because the Chargers step back, they'll be even with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Raiders are on top. But I, we could talk about the West all you want. The Buffalo Bills are, are leading the AFC East. They're To me, they're the class of the AFC. Do I believe in anybody in the North? Yeah, Cincy, Baltimore definitely not Pittsburgh Cleveland yeah, i don't I, they're better than all four of those teams but to win the AFC total i think you have to be able to beat buffalo and i think buffalo's road to this to to, to the top team in the AFC is way easier than the Kansas City Chiefs coming out of the AFC
1: West and you called it ronde the bills and the cleveland browns are right behind the chiefs at 5 to 1 odds to win the AFC Well, guys, one spot where Superbook Sports is 100% opening up their wallet. It's with our season-long contest you will want to be a part of as the winner earns a trip to Las Vegas to watch the Super Bowl with the Barber brothers. All you have to do is send in a question for the guys via Twitter. The handle is at SuperbookSports, at Barber at Tiki Barber, at Ron Cruck, and you're in. It's just that simple. What a great contest. And love this question, fellas. We've been on fire the last couple of weeks. Uh, this one comes in from a Danny Bailey at D bailey 5280 Here's his question, fellas. When you guys were younger, did you bet each other a lot of things? And if so, what was the typical wager? Chores, a punch, or a slap? Or- <laughs> Honestly, you know what it was? It was shotgun in the car.
3: That was, yes. Oh,
0: whoa! I, that's
3: all that mattered. Who got to sit in the front? Who got to sit in the back? You're getting out of the back. It was like you, you're like the also ran. <laughs> if, 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 if you got out of the front seat, it was like, yeah, I'm I'm the man, right? So it was it was that was really what we that was the only thing we could bet with because we didn't have anything else. Well,
2: that that and you know, as a child of the '80s and early '90s, we only had one telephone in the house, so that was. Whoever got to talk, and Tiki, Tiki would get on the phone and start sweet talking his girlfriend. He'd Be all this low, this low voice, and like, get off the damn phone! Like, hey, I won my bet. I get to talk as long as I want to. I'm like, damn it, Tiki, I got a girlfriend too, man. Give me my, give me my time, my love. Yeah, where was that
1: one phone? Ours was in the kitchen. It was in the I kitchen. It had, a, it had a cord that was like one hundred percent.
3: These kids these days don't get it, man. They don't know. uh,
1: They ruin like the house
3: fights. There was only one line back in the day. You know, exactly. now. my kids don't
1: know what a busy signal is.
3: That's right. <laughs> six, six cell phones two house phones, three lines. I mean, it's all over the place.
1: Oh, uh, man, boys, we just uh, we digressed. Uh, we just showed our age for sure. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we do. What a great question. Remember, you can send in your question every week, anytime during the week via Twitter to at Super Sports. Well, that is going to do it. Wrapping another episode of Bedding with the Barbers, guys. Before we let you go, any any final thoughts? Maybe not about uh, the single phone in the house, but uh, before we kick <laughs> off on it.
3: Well, here's my final thought of the day. It's turning into fall. It's starting to feel like football. Oh it yeah, it feels amazing. Like those eighty degree days that were just like, ah, this is nice. Uh, it's gone, man. Football is supposed to be cold.
0: I love it.
2: I'm with. You. I, I would say, if you're a football fan. Find as many TVs as you can and turn on all the games. The red zone might not be good enough this week. There are some great football games on this week. I mean, great. That's not even delving into college where there's a couple of good games as well. The NFL, this is this is the end of the first quarter, as they say. Although, can we say that with a 17-game schedule now? Man. It doesn't quite
1: work out. I was doing no. the math. I don't think it works Man. You gotta, anyways, wait till, you gotta You gotta End the of
2: this ball. end of this this quarter into the fall, as Tiki said, this is the best weekend of football we've had in 2021. So buckle up. Let's go.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Guys, great job as always. And thank you to all our listeners and viewers. Make sure you sign up at superbook.com and download the superbook app for the latest odds. Follow SuperBook sports on social media at superbook sports and betting with the barbers airs on twitter facebook and youtube make sure to follow us and you can check out the podcast version on apple and spotify as well remember as the boys said this is a huge week for the nfl and you want to be a part of it this week you can win a 50 dollars bonus voucher when you make a wager of a hundred dollars or more on the spread or point total in any NFL game. And if there's a safety in any game, you win a $50 voucher. It's my favorite bet, by the way, guys. Every <laughs> Super Bowl for the past, like, 14 years, I make the safety bet. And nice. uh, the nice. odds have come down, but I did have a nice run, thanks to uh, my Denver Broncos starting that off with the uh, snap over Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> to kick off Anyway, guys, enjoy the games. Well done today. Cheers, guys. You well. All right. I'm Ron Kruk, and again, for Rondé and Tiki, we'll see you next week on Betting with the Barbers.
0: You've been locked into the Betting with a Barbers podcast. Ten, five, touchdown, Tiki Barber! It's intercepted, Ronde Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins' weekly betting advice. Kiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Ronde Barber broke up the play.
1: Ronde Barber breaks it up.